Hello, world. My name is Patrick Price. I'm a new father, a producer, a designer, an artist, and so much more. And I'm finally stepping out of my comfort zone and into the spotlight with the Tuesday Special Podcast. I sit down with my closest friends, business partners, fellow wrestling fans, and complete strangers for one-on-one conversations about anything and everything. I feel that every episode is a journey of life and laughter that will either entertain or teach you. Let's all join together in this journey. Welcome to the Tuesday Special Podcast. Everything you said, we already knew, more or less. So here's something that you didn't know. Two of those special atomic problems haven't gone Again, and thank you everyone for joining me for this week's episode of the Tuesday Special Podcast. Uh, if you heard in the intro, my name is Patrick Price, and today I'm going to be recapping my time at WrestleCon in New York City. Uh, you'll get my thoughts on the city, my first time extended in the city. Uh, I've been a part of WrestleCon for, I, I want to say, the last six years, I'm not sure. Um, I've been trying to think. My my first year was in Atlanta. I've only missed one since my first year. So I'm I'm gonna say six years. I've been involved with WrestleCon. My uh, responsibilities have been uh, have increased throughout the years, and now I uh, I'm help with the production, the live for live show production of the of the main uh, super show and all the other shows promoted and put on by WrestleCon. I've got to meet some crazy amazing people. Uh, I'll get into all that, but uh, before I jump into all that good stuff, uh, I want to thank our sponsors for this week, and it is Cabarrus Brewing. Everybody knows that Cabarrus Brewing has a close place in my heart, but Cabarrus Brewing also reaches out and sponsors this podcast, helping me put this out every week. So if you're in the Concord area, check them out at 329 McGill Avenue in Concord, North Carolina. Uh, Your beer from here, CabarrusBrewing.com. One of the other sponsors we have for the podcast is Threadforge Apparel. Brad's an amazing dude, uh, does great work, an amazing graphic designer, but also an amazing businessman who is very affordable, and he can print anything on anything. So any design that you already have or you have in your head, you can give it to him, and he can print it on any type of apparel you like. He might even print bags. He might, even, might print hats, might print socks. I don't know what all Brad does. Brad Brad surprises me Uh all the time. So uh, check out Threadforge Apparel on Facebook and uh, yeah, check them out. Also, they're not really officially a sponsor, but I want to give a shout out to uh, a little company called Pollyanna. Pollyanna, uh, I guess they specialize in pen making and making uh, like, uh, I think they're called lapel pens. The pens that you put through your jacket or your shirt and clip on the back and they just sit there. Um, they've made a bunch for a lot of the wrestlers in the area. But uh, recently they made one to help one of our fans' childs with a chair, and they've made a few of the PWX pins, uh, championship and the PWX logo. And yeah, they look pretty dope. Uh, top quality, low cost. It's They're amazing company. So if you uh, want to look it up on Facebook or just check out PWXPro.com and, or the PWX fa- Facebook page and check out those pins, uh, yeah, they're pretty stellar. Pretty, it turned out amazing. Better than I could ever thought. And uh, shout out to Brian for helping put that thing together. So, yeah, 
that, like I said, they're not officially a sponsor, but I wanted to give them a shout out. So check out Pollyanna Pins. I'm not sure what the rest of their name is. All right, that's enough. Let's talk about some WrestleCon. All right, guys, you guys ready to get into it? You ready? You sure? You ready? Man, I tell you what, I've been on this keto diet. Uh, it's going on a week. It was a week yesterday. And <clears throat> the first couple of days have been really, really, really rough. And uh, I don't really, I mean, if I've, I've ever, in my past, if I've dieted, I've been able to, under, as long as I can understand the diet and plan and be prepared, then I'm game. I can do this. Uh, I was not prepared. I did not understand all the key components of this diet when I started it. Uh, but slowly throughout this week, I have learned it. And thanks to my beautiful girlfriend, Katie, who has cooked a bunch of meals for me and keeps me on the straight and narrow, uh, I was, I'm able to stay on it and I'm able, I've lost five pounds and I'll keep, I'll keep this updated. I don't know why I'm starting off with this cause I'm getting into WrestleCon in New York city. Uh, this first of this month that happened at the first of this month, but, uh, <clears throat> this is instead of doing the usual post, post my picture on Facebook or tell everybody on the world that, uh, I'm going to post a, something on Facebook so that I can keep me, keep me uh, on, on what I'm trying to do and keep me on the straight and narrow and keep me on my path. Uh, I'm going to do it through this podcast. So every week I'll update you every week. I will, I will, uh, give you, give you my stats. I guess, but not workout stats. Cause I'm not working out. I'm just dieting. Just got to lose weight. Um, then after I lose my weight, I'll get back in the gym whenever I feel comfortable that I can manage that in my schedule with the baby. But you didn't come here to hear me talk about my diet. You came here to hear me talk about my experience in New York city for the first time ever for WrestleCon that's presented by high spots. Maybe a little history. Uh, I'm, I'm, I like to say pretty good friends with Mike and the, he's the man that owns, uh, high spots and he's given me uh, so many opportunities. I owe so much to him, uh, for my opportunities and what I've done in the wrestling business, but he gave me an opportunity, oh, 2000, I don't know. I can't remember. It was whenever it was in Atlanta uh, and the rock was in the, uh, I think the main event was John Cena versus Miz. And The Rock was the the special host, and uh, but like ever since then, I set in in that. I'll talk about some of my past uh, memories with WrestleCon as well before I jump into this year's. Uh, my first WrestleCon, uh, this I had to work. I was actually working for Ring of Honor, uh, and me and Jake had to film the the uh, ring of honor center stage shows. So it's the first time they ever did center stage with that. It was amazing to be a part of something like that. And, uh, me and Jake had, we got, got there Friday night, uh, filmed ring of honor. I want to say Friday night and Saturday. I can't remember exactly. It was two dates. I know it was back to back dates. And after the second taping, uh, it was my first time ever meeting, uh, really being me, not meeting, but being around Colt Cabana and, uh, Sammy Zayn. And I, since I lived in Charlotte, I drove my car to Atlanta. So I was one of the few people with a car. And so I was driving, I'd drive around, uh, to, from the hotel to the venues and everybody wanted to ride with me. So I think it was, if I'm not, uh, my memory's not the best, but if I'm not mistaken, it was me, Colt, Marty DeRosa 
and Generico or Sammy. And uh, we went to the Dragon Gate show, and that was the first time I ever met Sal and Gabe. And uh, it's which is funny now because now I have a very good relationship with Sal and Gabe over at uh, at Evolve. Now it's it's now that was when Dragon Gate USA was big. It's now evolved, and they kind of let let Dragon Gate go and have uh, created this Evolve wrestling product that's that's very popular. And uh, there was so many like like Ambrose Dean Ambrose who was. Uh, I can't remember his name on his indie name. Um, I met him. I met Trina Michaels for the first time. I met Eric Cam for the first time. I met Pac for the first time. I met uh, maybe Rich Swan for the first time. I met Chris Hero for the first time. And uh, like we all went, we all went down to Steak and Shake, and things got a little out of hand because it took three hours to get our food. It was five o'clock in the morning. Uh, Generico cut promos on the whole staff and made sure everybody got there, got like 50 or 60% off of their bill before we all left. And, uh, it's a crazy night. And, but the, to, to circle out or to finish out that weekend on that Sunday before, before I went to my first WrestleMania, um, I got to sit with Bruno San Martino and, uh, me, me understanding history, but not being a history buff. I knew who Bruno San Martino was. I knew he was, he was a legend in the business. I didn't understand the, uh, amount of influence he had on the product, but uh, sitting there with him, sitting there with him for like three or four hours, just talking about wrestling, talking about life, talking about this, talking about that. That was my first experience with WrestleCon. And, and I always go back to that because that was such an incredible experience. Uh, that was before I had gotten to do a lot of what I've been able to do in wrestling. And that was like kind of the first the first step, uh, not the first step in me becoming successful, just the first step of experiencing what you can do. And I owe that to Michael. I do. And I owe a lot to Michael. Um, but fast forward X amount of years, I can't remember. I'm not going to say it again, but I can't remember, but fast forward to 2019. Uh, it is set in 2018, uh, when we are in New Orleans finishing up and we're watching WrestleMania and they say, Hey, next year it's in Newark, New Jersey. And I'm like, Oh, New York, New Jersey is the only WrestleMania that I did not go to since Atlanta. So I was not able to experience it the first time around. So I get to experience this time around. So I kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I've never been in the city. When I find out that, uh, that the venue that we're having the WrestleCon, uh, parties and uh, wrestle and convention and wrestling matches in is like four blocks from Times square. I'm even more excited, but some, it's like some somewhat anxious because, uh, I'm not one of those people who like to be around a ton of people at one time. And, uh, if history or the reputation doesn't precede itself, Times square is always full of people. And so is the city of New York city. But, uh, so going into the weekend, I was kind of anxious, but, but looking forward to it, but not knowing what to expect, et cetera, et cetera. Brian had kind of given me some pointers cause he had been up there before or he has history up there. Um, so I'm just going to pick up from the, from the f- flight in to when I left New York and I'm just going to recap all of this and tell you some funny stories, tell you some things that happened. And hopefully I can fill it in in 45 minutes. So, so I fly in that Wednesday, 
uh, Brian's flying in with me. Uh, our first show is Thursday, so we I get in at our flights are delayed two or three times because of high winds coming from the uh, New York City. So because of high winds, they had closed every runway except for one, which is causing delays. So we were supposed to fly out at I want to say five three no five. I was supposed to fly out at five o'clock. Brown was supposed to fly out like two, but he got delayed till five, and then he got delayed till seven. I got delayed from five till eight and then we finally flew out. So we landed, we both landed probably around 10 45, 11 o'clock. And, uh, we had to, we were trying to figure out to, we want to do an Uber, but Uber is going to be 70 something dollars with tolls. Uh, a cab, the same thing, or you can take the New York city subway system, the New York city transit, where I've seen in many movies, I've seen in many music videos, I've seen on Jimmy Fallon show, I've seen, all this, and I've heard all the, all the tales. I see all the news about things happening on that, not knowing what to expect. You can take the New York City Transit for $7.42. So after deciding that we don't want to experience the transit and we're going to, or the subway system, uh, we're going to try to get Uber when we tried to pull up an Uber at 11.45 at night. There was a 45-minute wait. For an Uber driver. So once it's already late, we've got a full day tomorrow, the next day, uh, getting prepared for the first show and setting up for the convention. So we decide we're going to take the New York City subway system. I'm going to be honest. I told myself I'd be honest in this podcast. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, and thank you, Google Maps app, because if you put, I found out if you're in the New York City area and you put it in. Google Maps, where you're wanting to go, you will it will t- it can tell you, you can pick like transit system and it will tell you what trains to. I mean, if, if I didn't have that, I'd be so lost. I was almost lost coming back. But, sorry, I'm getting it. I was almost lost coming back. Uh, so we get, we take, we take the air train to the Jamaica Queens, uh, station which takes probably about a good 30 minutes and then we have a 45 minute ride on the subway uh that was interesting and a bunch of unnecessary stops that nobody got on got off on i feel like like if you if they need to create some kind of system that if you're there like if you get on and you know you and you know you need to stop you just press the button even if it's if it's not lit up if it's lit up you know you're stopping there but if it's not then you just they pass it but uh to each their own so we get on the we get on the subway. We uh, finally make it to Seventh Avenue Station. Uh, get off Seventh Avenue, walk up the stairs of the subway, of this dirty ass subway, and walk out into downtown New York City. Which is it's, if you if you've never experienced this, pretty intense and pretty amazing. And uh, I look across the street, and right there is the studio where they do uh, Stephen Colbert. So that's that's the reality check that hits you in the face whenever you get there of like okay I'm we're here we've made it, um, so uh, make a few turns. Uh, I will commend Google Maps app on uh, getting us to where we need to go, but walking is not the best. So when we get there, uh, when we get to our uh, to our subway station and we get off, we have about three blocks uh, to the hotel. And I'm on like 2% battery on my phone and Brian's phone's dead. 
So we, uh, it, my sense of navigation is not the greatest and in general. And when apps map is, or map apps, apps map, I'm sorry, is like confusing me. It's definitely not what you need to abide by. So we finally find it, but in, in walking to our hotel, we get, we get right in the middle of a game of Thrones after party. So apparently they did the big premiere of Game of Thrones, which by now is on like episode three, I believe, just aired last Sunday. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but watch it if you're a fan. Um, Great episode. Uh, But we're in the middle of this and we see a few people that we kind of know from Game of Thrones, like walking out and there's all these all these like private black SUV vehicles, all these guards with earpieces around. Like, and we're just like, we just want to get to our hotel, please, uh, uh, please. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. They were super cool. Uh, but right across from our hotel. I mean, so, so if the Colbert report thing didn't just knock it out of the park right, right from the get go to show us that we're in New York city. Now we have game of Thrones cast that are right across from our hotel. Uh, so we get in our hotel, uh, no problems there. The, the best, the easiest check-in I've ever had to do at a hotel, um, and uh get in get get some sleep i uh, gotta be up at nine o'clock in the morning up at nine o'clock in the morning go see the ballroom just start deciding how we're gonna set the ballroom up um the mike uh i guess mike trusts me with that because he just told me like make it look good and uh, i tried to if you've seen any of the wrestlecon shows or the clips online or the slow-mo clips from dan um, you, you seen what the look, the look of the place and, uh, I thought we made it dress, dress it up pretty nice. Uh, it turned out really well. Uh, but the first night show was the super show. So the, uh, Mark Hitchcock Memorial super show, which is always a pleasure to do just knowing Mark and knowing the story behind that and knowing the tragedy behind him, losing him way too early. Uh, but we, I did have some really good memories with Mark. Uh, at WrestleCons, and when I went to Ebola, the one year I went to Ebola, uh, I had really good memories with him, and uh, it's always an honor just to, to, I don't, I don't take it for granted making, like, graphics that say the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show and putting them up, and then, like, what they had, like, I think Michael Elliott put together a video, uh, that, that was really well done, uh, like a tribute, we had Mark's uh, family and, and fiance talk, uh, to the crowd before the show. All that was amazing. And, but what was not amazing about the super show, I know I'm fast forwarding to the day. There's really nothing going on except for preparation to that entire day. Uh, one cool little, little snippet is I got to FaceTime with my son and my girlfriend. And that was amazing. That was the first time I got to experience that. Like when I had to travel and, uh, even though I don't like it on, uh, having to do it a lot, it was very interesting and very fun the first time I got to do it. And I pull up my FaceTime and he's sitting there looking into the camera. That was a pretty cool moment. But fast forwarding to about five o'clock is when the issues started happening. When I say issues, it's not issues that could have been, that could have been avoided. It's issues that I found out that you deal with when dealing with customs uh, in New York airports and New York city traffic. Uh, so those of you not familiar with WrestleCon weekend, there's a ton of wrestling shows going on and understandably. So a ton of the wrestlers are trying to do multiple shows to make as much money as possible because it's the big boom of wrestling in that week because it's WrestleMania weekend in the city of WrestleMania. So, uh, 
with that comes traffic in, in New York. So when we went to Madison Square Garden, which I'll get into uh, later on Saturday night, um, we it took us like 45 minutes to get from like 2.2 miles to Madison Square Garden from our hotel in a taxi. Um, I don't know if the taxi was going the wrong way or going like long way to get more money. I don't think so because I was I was pretty spot on where we were because by then I knew where we were. But uh, just, that just gives you an understanding of, of timing and trying to get from show to show. So at, from at 5 o'clock, the changes to the cards started happening about people People aren't going to make it. People are stuck in customs. People miss – not really – I don't think anybody missed flights. But just it's mostly customs and, tr- and transportation issues. So we're we're continuously going through. Uh, I, this, I feel like this WrestleCon, uh, usually in the past with WrestleCon, I – I've tried to be as prepared as I could be, but like we have video screens, so we have entrance videos for everybody that's on the card. And I'm a firm believer, and you got to have to have entrance videos for everyone because that that makes it look more professional. Uh, that might sound stupid to some people, but I have to make that point because some people use entrance videos for two people in their card and then don't do it for anybody else, and it makes no sense to me at all. Um, but the the card starts changing i'm very particular on i want to know what's going on i want to have it set up i want to have everything done before the show starts so all i gotta do is press play make sure the lighting is right uh make sure the timing is right make sure mics are up and that's all i need to do i have too much stuff on my plate to to have to sit there and make sure and re-edit videos in the middle of shows etc 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 uh i don't want to add things to my plate because my plate's already full the uh with that said uh, long story short, between five and I think like nine, so the show started at seven thirty. At nine by nine, we had had like twenty plus changes to the card because like, it, and that, that's not like changes in in talent on the card. That's changes as in order. Uh, this person's teaming with this person. This person's teaming with this person. And, and, and it's, it was, it was crazy. It was one of the most stressful shows I have ever been a part of. Uh, and and. It made me hate New York City. It did. It made me hate New York City on the first night, first full day I was there, first night of shows. I hated the city. I hated everything about it. hated everything about the organizational uh, aspect of, of trying to do something in the city. Um, and it was just ridiculous. And uh, I, I'm not going to say I, I, I never would have quit because I'm not going to do that to Mike. And, and, I, and I understand the opportunity that's in front of me. And I understand that when you do something that big at that scale, there's going to be issues. There's going to be uh, setbacks that you have to overcome and being able to overcome those and put on a show without anybody knowing anything happened. And uh, that's clean. That's uh, crisp. That's smooth. Uh, that's what makes you good at your job. And hopefully that's what Mike sees in me. And that's why he, he thinks I'm good at my job because that's what we did. And and I didn't do it. Uh, it wasn't a single person effort. It was a team it was me, it was Bahari, it was Mike, it was everybody running around trying to make it happen. Uh, but it, just the stress of that, that when that show was over, I was like, tomorrow cannot be this bad. And the thing about the next day, which would be the Saturday, is uh, there was, I'm sorry, which would be the Friday, is on Friday there were three shows. So if you like, just put it into perspective, you have a very stressful one show. And that and that almost cracks you. What's going to happen if you have three shows that that are going to that might crack you? Um, but we got through it. it. It turned out amazing. Uh, just 
just to give you an, if you haven't seen the show, just to give you a perspective of uh, the talent level and the the amount of uh, thought and and like financial risk that goes into these shows. Mike, the opening segment of the show. Uh, before oh, I even, I completely forgot we were supposed to start at seven thirty, and the ambulance people weren't there, so we couldn't start. So not only do we can we not start the show on time because the ambulance uh, officials weren't in the in the building or in the, in the ballroom because they were tending to someone having that they that passed out in in one of the hallways. Uh, the athletic athletic commission was holding halting the show. But not only all of that, we were live on Fight TV, which Seth was, and Seth Bowman was in charge of, and he's freaking out because we have to go live at seven thirty. Even though, I mean, we have to just put up a graphic, but I mean, that's the thing: is fans watching online don't understand that issues can arise, and especially issues like this with commissions where you can't over, you can't just get past it. Um, but we were finally able to start the show like seven forty-five, I think, uh, when the when the EMS EMS people got back, and. Uh, that just added to the stress. But yeah, after that show, uh, oh, what I was saying was the opening segment was Road Warrior Animal starting and then introducing Ric Flair. Yeah. So so just just stop and think about that. That's the first two, right out of the gate, first two talents that show their face at this show. Um, but if you haven't seen it, it's available at the Highspots Wrestling Network, uh, dot com. Uh, the full show, all these shows I'm talking about are available, and it's just uh, $9.99. Get you a subscription. You can watch all PWX stuff too. You watch all of Wrestling Revolver, all of uh, Bar Wrestling, all 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 of the fun stuff. Uh, I mean, I'll, I think I don't know if Ref Pro's on there, but they, uh, all shoot interviews were shot there. Not really shoot interviews, old shoot interviews, and then the new uh, like talking segment shows. Uh, like best friends and uh the man's Horner one and uh a few of the other ones the Dan Barry and Excalibur officer and a gentleman I think <clears throat> but all of those are there so yeah it's a great it's a great 999 and if and even if you don't like it just get it have it for a few months like it and then and then cancel it if you if you if you don't I don't they might even offer a free trial I don't know they, if they'd sponsor my podcast you wouldn't know but uh but yeah so we get out of that just go immediately to bed and go to sleep just because I'm so pissed off about how how stressful that show was. Uh, get up. First show is at 11 o'clock in the morning, and it is a U.S. versus the world. Uh, this was fairly simple, and uh, it was a good show. Uh, one of the funny things, and this is, this is uh, if you're a kid listening, you just need to fast forward for about five minutes because... This is a funny thing that happened. If you if you watch the show, you can make it out. Um, I have met Teddy Hart numerous times, but me and Teddy Hart have a better relationship now because we brought him into PWX and I got to meet him and got to talk with him. And I feel like we have a cordial relationship now, uh, a, a working relationship that where we know each other and we'd like to bring him back. And, and he's got my number. I got his number. And we text every once in a while. But uh, Teddy Hart's a character, man. He's he's a cool dude. I mean, I've I've seen him where he's out there, but I've seen him I'd like the last few interactions with him. He's a cool dude. So during his match with LAX, uh, one of the LAX, uh, team members, yell tells Teddy Hart to suck his dick. So 
the whole crowd starts chanting suck his dick and I can't help but just to think to myself like I'm in New York City it's probably 11.45 in the day in the morning I should say and I have about a thousand people chanting suck his dick to Teddy Hart uh, to two people wrestling in a ring and it's just like what like what's this is this isn't this is crazy this is I wouldn't have it any other way this is amazing so uh another piece of that puzzle was uh after the match Teddy gets on the microphone which is I don't know people say it's not a good idea but he did he did fine with us and he got on the microphone here and the first thing he says popped me so hard cuz it was so funny he uh just goes uh first off got something to say but i will not be addressing any sucking of the dicks which it just popped me so hard it was so funny uh great i don't know if he meant to do that or if he was just generally feeling like i'm not talking about sucking of dicks but uh but just amazing and 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 the the sucking of the dicks was used throughout the rest of the show where to the point where some of the people some of the wrestlers came out there and maybe not had maybe had not heard it happened before and we're just like, well, I don't understand why you're telling me it's like, suck like dick. It, I don't know, but uh, but just a fun part. But it's this very simple show, and uh, got through it. Uh, everybody was happy. I was, uh, I think everybody was happy with the draw, even with it being eleven o'clock in the morning. Having almost a thousand people there is is by far better than well, I would assume that you would think you would do. But moving on to show number two, which I think started at three o'clock, and that was Rev Pro. And I, I, the good thing, or the thing that I've learned about the last couple, uh, the last couple WrestleCons, I think the first time I worked with Andy and Rev Pro was, I want to say the what could have been the first New Orleans. It had to be Orlando. I think it was Orlando. And uh, there, it was Orlando. And just a pleasure, man. Dude, they're a pleasure to work with. I, I love Andy. Uh, I love, uh, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. I can never remember his name uh, that helps this, like Andy's right hand man. And, uh, I love both those guys. They're so professional, so so organized, so on point with everything. It's perfect. And uh we had uh Kevin Kelly and Excalibur on commentary for Rev Pro and it was that's that's amazing because I got to see Kevin who I've become very good friends with. It's always a pleasure to see him face to face and be able to talk and hang out with him. Uh and Excalibur is always is always a joy to be around. I love him. Um and we get through we get through Rev Pro. There's really nothing. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. One of my favorite in, entrances in professional wrestling that I did not know I loved until I saw it for the first time, and that was uh, last year in New Orleans, was Min, is Minoru Suzuki. Uh, he's a New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestler. Uh, he is a legit badass. He uh, has held numerous titles for that promotion. Is one of their most popular wrestlers. Um, but not only do I love his his just his whole gimmick and character and just him him his whole his whole package, uh, I love his entrance. Uh, it's a it's a popular I think it's a pop song. I tried to research it after I saw it in New Orleans, 
It's a popular song. It has one one moment in the song. It's when he steps. It's right before he steps in the ring, and the whole crowd sings it. I don't know what they sing. I couldn't tell you. I don't want to get it wrong on this podcast. But they all sing it in unison, and it's one of the most incredible things you'll ever experience. Uh, I got to experience it at Red Rev Pro Show, and then I got to experience the next the night after it, uh, the Garden at uh, Madison Square Garden. So it was. It's incredible. It's incredible, and you and you can you can watch it, and you can kind of get it. I got it on my phone. Uh, I recorded it on my phone from where we were perched up in the balcony. But even when you watch it on video, you can't get the full aspect of the energy that you feel when you hear it. I mean, it, it instantly makes goosebumps pop up in my arms. Even when I talk about it, and uh, but the Ref Pro does such a good job and has the working relationship with New Japan, so they can use some of the New Japan talent. And one of the matches on their card was Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi and Will Ospreay. Now, if you're a wrestling fan, or if you're a New Japan fan, well, shit, if you're a wrestling fan in general, just think about that match. And think about it as happening in, at a Rev Pro show. It's insane. Insane. Especially when you know all these guys have to wrestle in... Uh, all these guys have to wrestle in Madison Square Garden the next night. And and that's, that's the beauty of professional wrestling. is You're watching these guys wrestle right in front of you. In front of about 1,500 people. Uh, knowing that the next night they're going to be wrestling in front of 20,000 people at Madison Square Garden. And... Uh, yeah, it's just it's incredible. Like that's that's the things that you got to sit and you got to catch. You got to catch those moments and understand them and not overlook and not get caught up in a, in the aspect of work, and and just understand that this is a special a special moment happening right before your eyes, and you need to like detach yourself from the production aspect of it and just take it in as a fan of wrestling. And that's what I've tried to do. We had an incredible match. You can watch that on the Ref Pro on demand channel. Uh, I'm not sure what the what their uh might it might just be Rev Pro on demand. Uh just search Rev Pro on demand and you can find it, Revolution Pro. And uh but but that was the highlight of that show. Uh, a great show, a great, great crowd, uh super fun. Always a pleasure working with Andy. It's always a pleasure seeing him. Uh I wish that we weren't separated by an ocean so we could work together more. Uh but if I'm ever over in England I'm gonna make sure that I'm there but when rev pro is in the hall and i can go watch it but uh moving on so so two shows down going into the third show and uh it this one was going to be interesting because it was a very laid-back show but it was Still, I'm a I'm a stickler. I'm a perfectionist. I want everything to be perfect, and that's that's one of my faults. But that's what also one thing that makes me very good at what I do. So uh, we have a show called the Joy Ryan Penis Party. Funny story about this is I was in the airport in Charlotte. This was this is before I'm I'm fly. This is a, if you're watching this movie as I as I speak it to you, so like a book on tape. Um, this is a flashback moment. To when to Thursday when I I'm sorry Wednesday in the middle of the day when I was stuck in the airport in Charlotte uh, on delay uh, at at a table in their food court and I have my MacBook Pro pulled up with Photoshop open 
working on these graphics for the Joey Ryan penis party. So as you can imagine, my laptop is open. It's a seven, uh, I'm sorry, it's a 15 inch laptop. So it's one of the bigger MacBooks that, that has all my production stuff or all my Photoshop and Premiere stuff on it. Um, you can imagine that it's, it's fairly bigger and, uh, I'm working on a big graphic with penis party across my, across my page. And, uh, since, you know how you can, when you can sense somebody looking at you and I'm sensing somebody looking at me and I'm looking in front of me, looking over to the side of me and just being like, I don't see anybody. Everybody's minding their own business. I don't know. There's nobody being nosy. Like my spidey senses are telling me. And then I turn around and there's this probably 60 year old woman just staring at my computer screen right behind me at the t- like diagonal table behind me. And she looks at me and I look at her, we make eye contact. She looks back at my screen, comes back up to my eyes and then shakes her head like a no and walks off, like gets up and walks off. So I'm just saying there is a 60 something year old woman either in the Charlotte area or that had recently traveled to the Charlotte area, walking around thinking that she she found someone that works in the porn industry because I had penis party up on my computer screen. But, all right, now we're back to reality. So uh, the Joey Ryan penis party was, was so much fun and somewhat chaotic, but because of the chaos before, I had... Uh, asked for the services of one Corky Franks and Zane Riley for the, for the penis party, uh, so that we could kind of be organized. And it was, there was, there was a few changes. There was a few things that happened, but it was more organized than night one. Uh, it was more contained and, uh, Zane did a stellar job with keeping up with everything that was going on. And, uh, so kudos to him. And we got through it. Uh, we saw inflatable penises, we saw a scathing Tracy Smothers promo. Uh, one of the funny things about that promo from Sp- Tracy Smothers is that Maureen and Caleb, were, Maureen and Caleb Conley were behind me, and uh, just hang, just they had just walked up when Tracy came out, and Caleb looked at Maureen and goes, uh, "How long do you think he cusses?" Maureen says, "I give him like two minutes," and yeah, there was some more, there was some cuss words in it, and. Uh, uh, funny thing about Tracy is I, I don't know that I've ever met Tracy Smothers, even though he's he's been around the Carolinas a while. Uh, I don't think I've ever met him, and uh, I see him and I'm like, "Hey, Tracy." He goes, "I know you. Where I know you from?" And I was like, "I don't think we were met." He's like, "Do I know you?" And I was like, "I don't." And he's like, "Well, it's nice to meet you," and just walks off. And I was like, "Oh, hey, very nice to meet you too." Um, the another funny story from the penis party is uh. I won't harp on the penis party. <laughs> I hope someone takes that clip out of this podcast and just puts it all over the world. Not in context of me just saying, I won't harp on the penis party. But uh, uh, another funny story is uh, I, I have I have spoken. This is a weird thing that wrestling has done in my life. I have spoken to David Arquette on my telephone like in by text. So I have text David Arquette. He has texted me back. I assume it's David Arquette. I got his phone number. I texted him. He texted me back saying he was David Arquette, so I can only take him at his word. So uh, I had found some interest music for Arquette and put together the video, but I wanted to make sure. So after he got there, I had wa- I walked up to him, and I said, Hey, David, real quick, uh, what music do you use? Uh, I have this music 
uh, what do you, and he's like, no, 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 I hate that music. He goes, I can send you my right music if you can change it. I said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I got plenty of time because it's about an hour before the show starts, which is perfect, plenty enough time to change the music through the video. And uh, he, so he gets the Dropbox link. He he pulls up Dropbox on his phone and uh, he copies the link and he's going to text me the link. And he goes, here, do you want to just, uh, well, here, what's your phone number? And he st- And I start telling him my phone number and no BS, my name pops up in his phone. My name pops up from the contacts in David Arquette's phone. I don't I don't care if he's a movie star now. I don't care if he's a movie star back then. That's pretty freaking cool. I watched him on Scream. I watched him in numerous movies. I love Ready to Rumble. He has been so successful in so many of his ventures uh, in his career that you have to respect the man. But the fact of the matter is my name is in David Arquette's phone. That's something I can put up on the chalkboard. Like, what's a cool fact about you? Uh, next time I'm at a work venture, next time I'm at a, like a summer camp, I don't know. So next time somebody asks me like, what's a cool fact about you? David Arquette has me and has my name in his phone with my phone number and past text messages. Yeah, that, that, that's life, I guess. I don't know. Cool. It's cool to me. Might not be cool to you. It's cool to me, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, that, that's my fun stories from the penis party, uh, of Joey Ryan's. So after that, uh, we, I think, I think we go to this little place called, uh, I want to 53rd cafe, 50 cafe, 53, something like that. Uh, Ed had let me have some of his, or had gotten me like a Philly cheesesteak from there. It was amazing. And that ended up being my go-to place to eat. Um, but after that, then went and went back to the room, went to sleep, uh, had only one show left. One show left, and then I'm done. Done for the done for the day. Done for the weekend. Can just have fun. Uh, that that show was on Saturday morning, and it was uh, Wrestling Revolver, which is owned by Sammy Callahan, and who is uh, I like to call a friend. Uh, he's definitely definitely a business acquaintance. Uh, but me and him are are very. Uh, I mean, we're friendly, and uh, it's always a pleasure working with Sammy. Sammy, I, I'm. This is not to discount him in the past. But in the past, at some points, it could be a little chaotic and not organized. This Sammy surprised me so much that it made my day with the organization that he has that he has placed on his on his company and and what they do. And it was such an easy show to do. Uh, it's just right up there with the easiest show, one of the easiest shows of the weekend. Uh, but it was so much fun. Uh, I got to see. I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like since I became a dad, I get more emotional about things than I should or get emotion really emotional about things that I shouldn't I should shouldn't necessarily get emotional. I'm just a more emotional guy. And uh over the over the last couple of years I've become uh I mean I've become acquaintances with uh a guy named Shane Strickland. And uh as most people know, uh he signed a WWE and he went to go live out his dream and I remember seeing Shane at a CZW um it wasn't tournament death. It was a CZW show. I can't remember the name of the show. Uh, it was at the Flyer Zone that I went with Caleb and Zane because I was going to talk to DJ. And that's the only CZW show I've ever been to except for the one that I helped uh, put on in Orlando. And um, 
and like me and Shane had just become friends because we booked them for PWX a, a good bit of times, and uh, I was usually the one that got in touch with them, and then me and him would sit and talk, and then me and him would see each other at WrestleCons and talk, or other shows and talk, and uh, yeah, and it was his last, it was his last match, and it was very emotional, our last independent match, and you see. Uh, somebody most emotional I've ever got about it is is with Cedric, and everybody knows the story of me and Cedric. If you don't, like I've known Cedric since he kind of got into the business, and uh, now he's in WWE, and now he's on Raw, which is which is amazing uh, and good for him. And uh, like whenever he got signed, I remember. I mean, you know all the details of things that happened. Like you know all the details that people don't. Like, you know the times, like, when Cedric wanted to quit wrestling. You know all the hardships of when he thought he deserved an opportunity and, and nobody was giving it to him. Uh, when he was stuck in a contract. and no, I mean, and this is about Cedric, not not Shane. But, like, then same thing with Shane. You know when, like, Shane went through his struggles, when he uh, decided he was going to, like, change his outlook on life and, and, and try to become one of the best wrestlers in the world and devote everything he has to it. And when and when you get to see that pay off, and you get to see somebody uh, get a return on that investment of time and effort, it's it's an amazing experience, and it was very emotional. And I and I and I'm not gonna lie, like I stood up there and kind of teared up, but I held them back. I, I was strong in holding back the tears, and uh, it was a good way to finish up the weekend. And uh, yeah, and it, and if I I can't say it enough, I love working with Sammy. I love working with Wrestling Revolver. Uh, Sammy has Sammy flew me out one time to help produce one of his shows in Iowa, and that was an experience in itself uh, being in Iowa. But uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's an amazing it's a, it's a good group of people. I got to see the Chris brothers who I love, and yeah, it was just a f- super fun experience. It's always a good experience. I hope Revolver does the pancakes and pile drivers at every at every uh, WrestleCon because if, if I get to see Sammy and the Chris brothers and them. If I get to get them in PWX, then that's awesome. If not, then if I get to see them once a year there, it's a, it's always good to see them and catch up. But uh, after that, that was at 11 o'clock in the morning. So by 2 o'clock, my day was done. It was done. So I went and walked around the convention a little bit. I uh, saw a few people, said hey. And uh, after that, I don't, I'm trying to remember what I did on that Saturday. Oh, yeah, we had uh, the garden. We had the New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor uh, with the G1 Supercard at the Garden. Uh, that's another, I mean, like this that weekend in New York was all just a, a, a ton of moments where you're like, man, if, I would, if you would tell my 13-year-old self that I was doing this, I'm doing, you're going to be doing this in 2019, I would have said, you're out of your mind, man. So we got tickets, uh, and we were invited by new japan to come watch the show so uh we got tickets from them and we were able to take uh, ed and john schuyler ed zahn and john schuyler with us and first time going into the garden which was amazing uh so you could feel the history there uh you can feel the history i'm not i'm not discounting the garden i'm not taking away from the aura of the of madison square garden but once you get in there it's just like it's like a, an arena yeah it's just like it's like every other arena it's just got a lot of history behind it, and it is a it is a very cool and fun place to watch a wrestling show from, or watch watch a wrestling show in. Uh, but we watched the G1 Supercard, and I'll 
leave this isn't a wrestling review podcast so i'm not going to review my what what my thoughts were on the g1 supercar it was an amazing experience for a company like ring of honor that i worked for from 2007 to 2009 and a company that i not don't really work for but i help out uh with with stuff with their u.s branch stuff in new japan seeing two of those companies do something that no one ever thought would be possible and to sell out Madison Square Garden uh, on quote-unquote WWE's week or weekend uh, is an amazing experience and it's an amazing milestone and is a like probably a piece of wrestling history that will live on forever and I was able to witness it live and I was there and it was amazing to be a part of it and I still think that that was the biggest show of the weekend. Uh, I know WrestleMania is huge. I know it was like 10 hours, but I feel like that G, the G1 special was the most history-making and the biggest show of the entire weekend. Not not by quality, not by uh, size, not by uh, popularity, just by historical historical basis and uh, the fact that if you take into consideration somebody doing something that they never thought would be possible, that was the show that that hit it out of the park uh, that's the show that that meant the most <laughs> so sunday i didn't go watch wrestlemania sunday was my first day of uh free day so i could just go check here check out things and i was drugged to the museum of modern art by uh eric sleaze and his wife kim and a few friends and we actually, I, no, I'm, I'm, I, I really wasn't drugged there. Uh, I, I was trying to figure out some things to do. Uh, we had talked, I had talked to Eric and Kim about going out and doing some things because I had, uh, the Canadians with me, Barry and O'Connor. And I, I call him Fred, Fredro, Fred, Fredo, uh, Alfredo. Uh, but I don't know. Like that's a, that's a, I don't want to get his name wrong. And if I do get his name wrong, it's uh I call him Fredo. And like just yeah, just like the Lord of the Rings. And I don't know if that's right or not, but he responds. And but I'm not like he like, the first time I met him was that at Bola in Los Angeles that I went to. Uh but he's from Mexico. Then Bahari and O'Connor from Canada. But that's Monday. That's the Monday, that's the next day. Uh I'm trying to wrap this thing up quick. But uh so we go to the Museum of Modern Art, which I know is where Starry Night is in if you're not familiar with uh paintings that's the that's the pain the painting of paintings um so we go there and we see it starry night we go through the security guard at uh the museum of modern art was really getting pissed off at me because he thought i almost touched the painting and i didn't i I'm, i went to art school dude i know the rules of art galleries if any of the if any of us in this group know the rules of art galleries it's me i went to art school uh, Kim was supposed to go to art school, which some she did, wasn't able to. Like we got in that conversation in this whole tour, uh, they have these little headsets for you that you can like press play on this on this little iPod, and it'll tell you about things, which is very helpful. Uh, but to see a starry night is was pretty incredible. We also saw a Picasso uh, painting that was an original that was pretty stellar, and uh, and a lot of other cool things. So it was a fun way to spend uh spend a sunday and then i watched wrestlemania that night with all the guys if you want to get a little insight into that i don't need to tell you about it just walk over to my buddy 
Zane Riley's podcast. Uh, it's called Extra Talented. Uh, Zane was on the podcast two two episodes ago in the season premiere of season two. Uh, but he did a WrestleCon episode, and hit that whole episode was recorded at the at the little party that I was at at Mike's Suite uh, watching WrestleMania. So uh, after you finish listening to this, you can jump over to Extra Talented Wrestling Podcast with Zane Riley and click on that WrestleCon episode, and you can hear it all. Like he talks, I'm on it. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to get him to do a full podcast with me. Like for me to be on his podcast, I did his, or he was on mine. So he deserves like now he owes me to be on his, even though I haven't done any extra work except for like producing the Impact Wrestling shows last year. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and we watched WrestleMania, and I stayed on my diet. I stayed on not really on my diet. I didn't. I'm sorry. I don't even know why I said that because I'm on a diet now. I stayed to my guns and I did not drink because I don't drink. Uh, I, I did drink wine. I drank, I drank a little bit of wine and I gave the rest of it to, uh, Rachel, but I didn't, I didn't like drink, 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 or drink, which is what everybody else was doing. And because I'm not drinking anymore and I wanted to stay on that. So now moving to Monday on Monday was my free day to go be a tourist. So I met up with Bahari and actually, I'm sorry, Bahari and... Bahari Alfredo and O'Connor all stayed in my room on Mon- on Sunday night. Or, I'm sorry, came to my room Monday. They stayed with me uh, Monday. Monday was my last full day in the city. And we decided we were going to be tourists that day. And we were going to go see as many sites as possible. Uh, the first place we went was around midday. And it was the Empire State Building. Which did not disappoint. This immediately retracted my hatred for the city and uh, made me remember or made me realize the the unbelievable aspect of that many people in a in a place and how beautiful it could be because uh, I have videos uh, that'll be on our vlog or the my vlog that I'm going to put out because I recorded I tried to record a lot of this because I want to do some vlogs of it I've been wanting to do that for the last few years and I just never got around to it uh, it's not great. It's not. Uh, it's not as extensive as I wanted it to be because I got caught up working and didn't remember to record. But it was still. It's still pretty good, and you get to see what I'm talking about. So just go to the Patrick Price on uh, Patrick Price Comedy. It's facebook.com backslash Patrick Price Comedy. Uh, that's the host of the. That's where I put the podcast out and put a lot of the Patrick Price stuff out. Um, but yeah, go there and you'll see the vlogs. They'll be up within the next week. Uh, all three episodes. I might do like Netflix, just release all three of them at the same time. And uh, so that way you can watch them in unison. You don't have to wait for the next one to come out because I hate that. Um, but yeah, so so we went to the Empire State Building, which was interesting uh, and beautiful. And we stayed there. And after that, we went to go grab something to eat. And we ate this little deli that was featured on Seinfeld. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Bahari's going to beat the beat me up because he he made he when we saw it he made the uh, reference to Seinfeld and that's where we ate it was very good uh very Jewish very good and uh then we decided we were going to go to the Statue of Liberty uh Statue of Liberty oh I, I apologize I missed we went to Central Park first before we went to the uh Empire State Building which Central Park's big and it was it, we were able to walk to it from our hotel and so we only saw maybe one-fourth of it, but it was beautiful. It had beautiful landscapes. Uh, found a few places uh, that were famous in movies and uh, got some footage there that were on the vlogs. But uh, 
it was it was fun it was it was interesting and i can see how like central park would be the ideal place to go jogging or just go sit and read or just spend like spend time meditating or whatever 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 you prefer in life uh but uh we went to the statue of liberty and uh i've always wanted to see the statue of liberty and i saw it from a distance because this was interesting uh about 1 hour exchange so we as soon as we get out we are trying to find the shuttle to take us to the liberty uh to lady liberty i think that's her name and uh we run into a lady and she's like oh you want to see the statue of liberty and we're like yeah she's like well in order to go like on the island you have to book it like two weeks ahead of time which is understandable had the same issue in san francisco at alcatraz and we were like, okay. So she said, but we, we, I could, we do tours that just take you around it and stop and take pictures and all this and that. And uh, we we're like, okay. And it was $40 a person and uh, Bahari had cash on him. So he went ahead and paid for it. And then after, after it was all, after the transaction complete, we started looking at tickets and started questioning if this was legit or not. And, uh, and it, I mean, I think it was at the end of the day, I think it was legit. I just think it was very sketchy. So we we're waiting on the bus. There's a people. There's about twenty other people. Ten of those people were fussing because they've been, wait, been waiting on a bus for forty five minutes when they told them it's going to be there in ten minutes. That's kind of got us our wheels rolling. So then the bus finally got there. We got on the bus, and uh, we pulled up some Yelp reviews while we were waiting for the bus to take off, and they were not good at all. Um, then we, if you if you hear the knocking upstairs, because I got kids, and this is what happens when the studio is downstairs. But, uh, so we're, we go around the block on this bus and then I'm like, I'm getting off. I don't feel good about this. So the bus, we make, I make the bus driver stop. And we all get off the bus to it, to everyone else on the bus is questioning why we're getting off. And I said, this is bullshit. And I just, we just got off. So I apologize to anybody that was on that bus for making it very annoying or very, uh, making it a very intense situation and making you guys think, uh, that, that you're in danger. I don't know how that trip went. But we got off of it. We went back, and they started fussing at us because we got off the bus. And I was like, "No, this is bullshit." I just read, I just read all your reviews, and you have like a ten on, like a ten percent on Yelp, ten percent on Yelp. And and he's like, "No, well, that's what that's that's bullcrap." I was like, "No, no, 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 I don't trust it." So I got the right idea to, to try to get our money back to act like I was calling the cops. I, there was cops everywhere. They weren't going to do anything. But I just started. I was walking with my phone which was almost dead, uh, acting like I was calling the cops and like pointing at people that worked there. So then they started following us. And uh, so this brought a little bit of, like, I don't want to die in New York on my free day. I mean, make it a, like a day I had to work. So we snuck down, got on the subway, came back home, kind of didn't want to do anything the rest of the time. Uh, that that kind of killed our mood, but I did. I took a nap, got got refreshed from the BS that we had to put up with. Uh, lost forty dollars, and uh, so I decided to lose some more money and go to the Nike store on uh, Fifth Avenue, which everybody knows Fifth Avenue is a big shopping, and it was cool to see. Uh, but what like what's crazy about it is a it's the most ridiculous Nike setup I've ever seen. It's like five stories. Uh, had a little basketball place where they judge your jump shot and your pressure and your back arch and all, all this crazy stuff. And uh, had f- like different floors for different uh, pieces of apparel and p- shoes and like sports and running and blah 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 blah. It was a, it was a cool atmosphere. And uh, 
went there, bought me some shoes, got me a cool shirt that I actually have on right now while I'm recording this podcast. And I, they're called my they're called my Fifth Avenue apparel. And uh, then picked up some goodies for the family and headed home, or headed back to the hotel. I uh, got a good night's sleep. Had to get up at four o'clock in the morning uh, the next day and head to the airport for my nine o'clock flight home. Uh, once again, chose by myself. I was not partnered with Brian this time. I chose by myself to uh, ride the subway. Uh, had a homeless guy uh, standing or sitting laying in front of me. I, he may or may not have been playing with himself. I still haven't come to realization if that's a true fact or not, or if I was just. He was just scratching, uh, but uh, rode it. Got back to the or got back to the airport. Went through security, which was kind of weird. I feel like every time, like I know I don't have any drugs on me. I know I don't have anything that I shouldn't have on me at the airport. But I feel like every time I go by an air, go to an airport and they have a dog sniff. Like, what if the dog's wrong? Like, what if the dog just likes me or smells like pizza on me or uh, just I don't know. I stepped in, I stepped in like dog shit and the dog smells the shit on the bottom of my shoe. And now I walk past it and he gets on me and he gets close to me and he starts sniffing me and acting like I got something. And then I get strip searched. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm always paranoid. I don't know why, but I'm always paranoid at the airports about this, but made it through the dog, the, the security dog and, uh, got, went and got on the plane and, uh, wanted to buy my parents something in the airport, but I didn't realize that everything is going to be like freaking, coach and versace and all this in the new york airport like they don't have just regular stores with new york city shirts uh it might have been my terminal there's like 10 terminals there i'm sorry there's five but there's seven but uh i don't know it might have been my terminal i might got a rich terminal i might have chose the rich terminal and but i was like nope not gonna happen here uh had an easy flight home and uh then i was back so that was it was it was one, it was one of the most interesting experiences. I don't really know that I care to go back to New York City unless I have to work or do something. Uh but uh it's it is what it is. It was fun. It was it was cool to go to get to hang out with friends. It's always fun to get to be a part of the WrestleCon experience and to actually have a hand in creating that experience and I once again uh like I stated at the first of the podcast, I appreciate Mike for giving me uh, like it, trusting me with, uh, with that in every, for the past six, seven years. And, uh, it's, it's fun and it gives me, uh, it makes me so much better at a, at a at production, at live production. And hopefully the fans enjoy the shows. Hopefully, uh, they live up to the hype that, that they've grown, they've known to present and they live up to the hype that they always have because they're always stellar shows. And it's always it's always one of the best conventions, if not the best convention in wrestling. Uh, but uh, as they announced, we got Tampa next year. Uh, quick plug for WrestleCon. If you want to uh, find out any information about the guest, I don't know what they've put out yet, uh, but it's always at WrestleCon.com. Uh, if you want, if you want to uh, contact them about have, possibly having a booth at the convention, you can go to HighSpots.com and uh, the Contact Us page. Uh, I assume, I assume WrestleCon.com might have a contact us page, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Tampa. I've been to Tampa a few times and it's, it's a fun place. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. I'm going to hope that I can make it out to Siesta Keys, which is one of my favorite beaches in America next to Destin and, uh, and Wrightsville. But, uh, but yeah, uh, as for New York city, you're too expensive. You're too crowded. 
uh, and it's just a cluster. It's like it's like an organized cluster. Uh, but uh, but it was a good experience, and uh, I got to go there and work and spend a week in the city. So I'm not going to call myself a New York City veteran because uh, I'm still a novice, but it was fun. And I, part of me hopes I get to do it again. So thanks for checking out the podcast. Thanks for listening to my adventure uh, at WrestleCon this year in New York City. Uh, I hope you continue to support, continue to listen to the podcast. You can check it out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, com. Uh, any of those platforms, just leave a review, leave a like, give me five stars if you want to, give me one star if it sucks. Uh, you see, you're the one that sat through the hour-long episode. But I had fun doing it. I have I always have fun working WrestleCon. I look forward to it next year. Uh, go check out Zane's podcast uh, and listen to the the collective group of individuals that was at the party watching WrestleMania and see how drunk Zane was and possibly how drunk some of the other guys were. I wasn't. But others were. So until next year for WrestleCon, I won't have another WrestleCon episode. But lucky for you, I will have a Tuesday special episode next week. So we'll talk next week. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday special podcast. Find all of our old episodes at TuesdaySpecials.com That's TuesdaySpecial.com Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Alright, thank you. Yeah.